What did National Seating and Mobility, one of the largest providers of complex rehab wheelchairs, do when the COVID-19 pandemic limited the ability of their customers to meet with healthcare professionals? It doubled down on remote services by its ATPs and telehealth services by its partner clinicians. I'm going to call CEO Bill Mixon to talk about how there are certain things the end of the pandemic won't undo, and remote healthcare is one of them. I'm Liz Bollier, and this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. This episode of HME News in 10 is sponsored by National Seating and Mobility. Whether your mobility needs are straightforward or complex, National Seating and Mobility is here to provide you with 360-degree complete mobility solutions. That may mean customizing a power wheelchair to maximize your comfort and independence, installing a chairlift to access the second floor of your home, or simply repairing your existing equipment to keep you moving. No matter what you need, we have innovative products and a reliable team of experts to keep you moving so you can enjoy life to the fullest, wherever it takes you. Visit nsm-seating.com forward slash safe to learn more. Hi, Bill. It's Liz with HME News. Hey, Liz, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Welcome to HME News in 10. Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us. Bill, can you talk uh, a little bit about the biggest way that the COVID-19 pandemic has affected NSM's normal operations? Yeah, absolutely. And Liz, as always, it's great to spend a little bit of time with you, and, and I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused us in in really a good way to review every element of how the company operates with a real focus on continuity of service for our clients. We've had guiding principles during the COVID outbreak. You know, it's critical that we continue to serve our clients while providing maximum protection to our to our clients, our staff, and our, our referral sources. From the early days of the of the pandemic, we worked hard to adjust from our pre-COVID operational model to you know leveraging uh, smart alternate delivery methods, starting with you know no contact and limited contact evaluation and delivery options focused on um, safe care for our clients. Um, we, we have been in communication with you know, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of our clients and referral sources uh, accordingly. So, and, and these alternate solutions, in, interestingly enough, have, have been successfully utilized uh, for 25% of our new uh, equipment clients. We've also had, as many businesses have, had very significant IT infrastructure changes where we have hundreds of employees, you know, working remotely from home now. And then the final thing on this question, Liz, is that we have a a serving safely commitment where we emphasize both for our employees and our clients how, how critical it is for us to use business practices, you know, prioritize health and safety to make sure, um, you know, both our employees and our clients hopefully can feel safe. Great, Bill. You mentioned those alternative solutions. Um, I, I imagine a 
big one of those alternative solutions is, you know, using remote services and telehealth. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about, you know, the and we'll get to why, you know, that you you believe that should be um, sort of a permanent change in, in some instances, but what the pros and cons of remote services and telehealth um, what have been and, and sort of why the pros outweigh the cons? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. First of all, you know, we as a company and as an industry have been advocating for a number of years around the concepts of telehealth. And so COVID has accelerated that in a productive way. It clearly enhances productivity. It has the ability to enhance productivity, streamline processes to drive more efficient care. So that's, you know, one of one of the pros. We have been able to expedite evaluation processes and decrease cycle time relative to the eval to delivery cycle. We also believe that it's, it's, it allows us to be more efficient from a, a cost perspective as we think about dispatching ATPs or dispatching technicians. We, can, we, can, we have the opportunity potentially to be more efficient from that perspective. And then the final obvious point in the COVID environment is that leveraging telehealth can help mitigate exposure and, and risk around some of the clients that we serve who we know are in the high-risk community. So the ability to deliver care through technology, socially distant and safe, is a fantastic benefit that we get from telehealth. You know, on the on the challenge side, we always want to focus on quality, right? So so the notion of being able to deliver the highest quality care and do that remotely versus the human touch being face to face is something that we're we're learning. We think we're doing okay, but we mm-hmm. want to maintain real focus there. We want to make sure that we're doing this in an appropriate and compliant way, that we're doing this in conjunction with all appropriate uh, rules and regulations with our referral sources and our payers. And then again, we just want to make sure that quality and outcomes are sustained. As we, as we leverage this type of technology, we want to keep an eye on the quality on the front end and then the outcomes on the back end as we leverage this new approach. Yeah, exactly. So looking at the, you know, most of the months of this year, I guess, as we're looking at the pandemic's impact. Why do you believe remote services and telehealth, you know, should be the new normal, you know, even post-pandemic for some clients in some situations? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And, and thinking about the future is is really exciting as it relates to telehealth. And again, a couple of these comments I made, you know, so safety, right? So we we think that it is a fantastic and safe way to deliver appropriate medical services to our clients. We we have been recommending this uh, approach for some time. We think it's an innovative solution. We think it can actually create a better level of service if properly deployed. This concept of technology and, and digital enhancement, leveraging the, the notion of safety, convenience, and efficiency is what this is all about. And so, you know, we're excited about it. There, there will need to be appropriate regulatory changes around the reimbursement for telehealth, ATPs, referral sources, et cetera. So we want to make sure that that happens and becomes permanent. And we see, you know, we're all seeing even outside of CRT, we see a a tremendous shift towards leveraging technology in healthcare delivery. We see, you know, as as we all have seen, you know, 90% of hospitals, as an example, adopting telehealth. So we think think it's here to stay. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm glad you mentioned the uh, regulatory aspect of this bill, too. That's sort of hopefully something that Congress will address here before the end of the year, but that's still a challenge sort of that's out, out there to help make this a new normal going forward. So good point. When you look at all the alternative solutions that NSM has implemented, you know, this past several months, got a big pool of patients. You guys are good at collecting data. I guess, you know, how are you using that data to monitor the use of uh, remote services and telehealth to make the case that, you know, this, again, should be part of the new normal post-pandemic? Yeah. We know that remote services and telehealth have decreased order cycle time. We know that that equates to end users getting their equipment faster, uh, which mm -hmm. is really important as it relates to our mission. We believe that to the extent that we can provide medically necessary equipment more quickly, we can prevent other complications due to a delay of people getting their mobility solutions. So that's a really, that's a good thing. As mm -hmm. you know, we, we've been working alongside of leaders in the industry and AAH, other clinical task force around uh, telehealth. Uh, we're informing uh, and communicating with Medicaid and Medicare staff, pursuing policy commitments for you know both state and federal rules. And, and the goals there are to connect data trends where we see data trends around the clear medical need of individuals who receive healthcare, particularly for our Medicaid and, and Medicare, to provide payers and rule makers with a full picture so that they can understand the positive impact that telehealth has and to use our data accordingly so that we can get those long-term policy changes uh, put in place that we referred to earlier in the conversation. Yep. We've talked a lot about remote services and telehealth, uh, Bill. Obviously, we're recording this podcast in November. We're closing in on 2021. Can you give us a peek into what you think might be in store for complex rehab next year? both maybe related to this topic and, you know, any anything else? Well, I can tell you, Liz, I, I really am hopeful that we have a, a less tumultuous year. You know, um, 2020 has been the most challenging year of my professional career, and I, I think many people feel the same way. We've learned a lot about safety and leveraging technology to continue to provide, you know, high-quality outcomes for clients. I think we've gotten better at helping clients use alternate, you know, alternate delivery methods for our care. I think there's going to be more focus on the home as we go forward. And again, you know, we had we had talked about the regulatory changes that we believe need to be put in place as it relates to telehealth, other things like home assessments, home evaluations, things like contactless signatures are, are all policy areas that we think can make us more efficient as we as we move forward into 2021 and beyond. We believe that CRT is going to be much more technology driven as we go forward. And, you know, we, we're excited about kind of that next level of care. You know, I think finally, I just would say that we're very focused on bringing solutions to our clients that provide safety and independence, you know, and, and that more and more is going to be oriented around the home. We got to get a. We got to do better as an industry of, of creating a safe home environment on behalf of our clients, and we're committed to doing that. Great, great insights, Bill. Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, stay safe. 
Thanks, Liz. Great to always great to spend time with you, and I hope you have a great, safe Thanksgiving with your family. You too, Bill. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. And that's HME News in 10.